Hey there, it's Isaac from Powered by Rock here to bring Pat and Andy from the punk band Handheld into the spotlight for a few minutes and make them sweat with some on-the-spot questions. Welcome, guys. Are you ready to be put in the spotlight? Yes. I'm ready to sweat. All right. <laughs> so I know you guys used to play Screeching Weasel, Face to Face, Blink-182 songs, and they were kind of like your kind of main things when you grew up. I was, I'm just, I think, exactly the same age. I'm 40 years old, 40 years old as well when you guys first started. So what were some of the go-to uh, songs. What were some of the first cover songs you guys learned to play as a band? Oh, so many good ones. You want to start? Or you want me to start? Yeah, you go right ahead. Okay. Well, we're yeah, definitely. Veronica hates me. Screeching Weasel. Nice. Yep. Eminem's Blink One Eighty Two. Hot off. Just naming with the One Eighty Two. Um, <laughs> those were two like, you know, standouts in the early repertoire. There was Screeching a good Weasel. songs in there too. What was it? Early Blink. Yeah. Come dance with me. Yeah. Well, yeah. I can't remember the, I can't remember the title off the top of my head. That's good though, Pat. And you kind of got it pretty done. Yeah. I will say um, the Cheshire Cat stuff was great. Eminem's was great with the, uh, by Blink-182. I think mine, my, my go-to were, uh, um, what is it called? The Cool Kids Club or something like that by Screeching Weasel. Oh like yeah. Da, da, yeah. Da, 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 they, great they song. Hate, yeah, they all hate you or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then uh I'm really mad that Ben Weasel took that big turn and now he's got that whole other stuff going on with him. But man, I really did love yeah. those guys. That well, the last couple albums have been pretty good, regardless of the fact that he's dumped the rest of the band. But there was a stretch there where he was like, you know, the baby fat music stuff was just terrible in my opinion. But yeah. Well, and then he started like punching people on stage. Yeah, that was yeah, wild. Yeah. Lo- yeah. But you cannot, you have to defend my brain hurts is a freaking masterpiece. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I actually played on stage once. Uh, I want to be a homosexual by screeching weasel because I liked the first line was shock the middle class, stick it up your punk rock ass. Yeah, and so I was like, let's play this song. And <laughs> like, then I was like, Oh wait, now I have to sing on stage for like three minutes that I want to be a homosexual. So I'm going to send some mixed I messages. Be... Yep. <laughs> but yeah, for sure. So that's pretty awesome. Um, Andy, did you have any other memories? You said Good Riddance, but you couldn't think of any of the songs. I can't remember the song name. Um, and I think we played, didn't we play some Body Jar too at one point? Um, oh, and we also played uh, Pulley, some Pulley. Maybe not oh, nice. quite. Yeah, right that's later. Off, like if we're talking later. about early, that would be, uh, that'd yeah. be the early stuff. And, some old and then like, yeah, we did Green Day and Offspring. We would do a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. All right. So, Obviously, your guys' last name is both Dietrich, and a lot of people may assume you guys are related since you have the same last name. Not even well, that's close. Just a coincidence, unless yeah. you guys are, you know, related through some long line of Canadian inbreeding or something. Probably <laughs> well, <Yeah>. possible. <laughs> who knows? And I know that being in a band can definitely cause some arguments, if not downright fights amongst amongst members. So if you guys were related as, say, brothers, do you think you would have ended up fighting more or less in your life? And who's winning these <laughs> fights? That's say, a great question. Go ahead, Andy, because I've got I would a great say probably answer. less. I mean, Pat and I actually have gotten in quite a few fights over the years. Um, <laughs> we used to practice in Pat's basement, and you know, it's punk rock. We used to like run around. I used to skateboard down there, and I remember I broke his music stand once, and he lost his mind. I'm gonna kill you for that. Yeah, I'm gonna kill you. Chased me around the house, and uh, we it ended up like tackling a big pile up on the floor, and kind of went to blows. Um, and then I think we got in a big fight in the van once. Yeah. Remember you broke your watch, right? 
No, I broke your watch. Oh, you broke my watch. So I'm driving yeah, watch, in front of the van. Watch was broken in the melee. Yeah. I don't remember. I'm being a model citizen driving the van, you know, for the band. And he's chirping me about something. I can't remember what it was. And I got so angry. Yeah. But I'm driving and he's just keep pushing my button, but I have Look to drive. So I'm turning around, trying to punch him in the face. <laughs> and I end up smashing his watch. And then they all start hitting me in the back of the head while I'm driving. Yeah. It was, and then it we was all sweet. hug it out after. Yeah. 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 But uh, yeah, I would say Pat and I probably have been in the most fights in the band. But yeah, so so definitely not related, but neighbors. At least yeah. one neighbors when we were kids. I stopped. I could hop my back fence, get into Pat's backyard. So yeah, I mean, how good of friends can you possibly be if you've never been in a fist fight, right? Well, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Oh yeah, never wanted to kill someone more than that moment. <laughs> you. I remember yeah. my drummer. There's a my... yeah. My no, there's been numerous friend. times. One, yeah, one that comes to mind is uh, we used to get into a lot of antics in the early days. And one time, someone put like, uh, you know, you said you were a drummer, right? Do you know what like a roto tom is? Yeah. You know, like the tiny. Someone put like a yeah. roto tom behind my head, like during a set. So I would get up and play it behind my head, and I would like ruin every song because I was just doing roto tom solos behind my head. And then they all tried to fight me and kick me out of the band. It was, it was a good time. <laughs> That's a true story. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's a that's a pretty dumb reason to uh, <laughs> try to fight. Like, hey, I'm going to do these stupid things while you guys are trying to keep time. Whatever. Yeah. Well, yeah. I just, yeah. the rest was wanted to like you know play our music and like have people enjoy, it, and Pat just wanted to ruin everything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you were my brother, then yeah. what happened? <laughs> right. <laughs> that's true. I was going to say, I, you guys remember Fig Newtons? I don't know if you guys have those in Canada. They're oh like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. Okay, so. Uh, my drummer and best friend, same person, uh, he, uh, I was staying over at his house and one day, uh, I was like, Hey, can I have some of those fig Newtons? And he's like, no, they're mine. And it's like a whole sleeve of them. I was like, can you have one fig Newton? He's like, no. So I was like, I just went over and grabbed one. And as I grabbed it, he grabbed my arm and he had this little steak knife in his hand and just like cut me. Ah. I still have the scar from it. I was like, wow. you psycho. That's no <laughs> like, way. Crazy. Who cuts somebody over a fig Newton? <laughs> That's nuts. Um, we've never stabbed, stabbed which was the worst part. It wasn't even good. Yeah, we have not stabbed, I don't think. <laughs> no, not stabbed. Just come to blows. Just blows. And, and the funny thing is that guy was like the calmest person I ever met. He was like not even that aggressive. Yeah. It's always those guys that go go crazy. <laughs> always those guys. Yeah. yeah. Just watch your back for those guys that never say anything. That's right. All right. Question yeah. number three. What's the coolest thing you have ever seen or done while it was on tour while playing a gig? Or just related to the band playing music? The coolest thing we've ever seen? Yeah. Oh, man. There's been a lot of moments. Um, yeah. yeah, I'll think of mine. You want to go first? So I couldn't help but think about this one. This has really nothing to do with playing music, but it has to do with just the, the going to shows and things like that. And, and you were talking about the Fig Newton. I don't know why I thought about this, but um, we were driving to a show once, and Pat was in a vehicle in front of us and we were on a highway. So we were going like 60 miles an hour, hundred kilometers, whatever it is. And uh, Pat had a giant bag of candy and I put my head out the window and I'm just like, throw me one of those. And he's like, whatever. And he just put us, so he was on the driver's side, threw the thing up in the air. Right. And our, our vehicle is like, I don't know, 60 yards behind him. Perfect arc right over the top. And I hung my body out of the other side of the van and I caught it and, it's the coolest thing. I think I don't think we'd ever be able to do it again in a trillion tries. <laughs> That's like that dude perfect shit that they practice for. Yeah, like exactly. Pretty much like that. It was the first shot. I couldn't believe it. 
<laughs> Except it was one take, unlike Dude. One take, yeah. But see, nothing was okay. videoed back then. Yeah. Yeah. Right. What about okay, playing, mine's Pat? gotta be mine's gotta be we played like a festival in like the late nineties and uh it was outdoor and there's like a big hill oh. <laughs> and uh and we're playing like it was pretty young crowd, like you know, to our like we were only whatever, late teenagers, so it'd have been like playing to teenagers and younger and just really wild crowd and andy's trying to get them all riled up kind of going crazy for the song and someone has this huge beach ball like one of those beach balls that's like five feet in diameter like you know like as big yeah. as somebody and uh and it came on stage and andy just kicks it way off stage and it's going way up this hill and he's like all right whoever brings the beach ball to the stage at the end of the song wins like a free t-shirt so you know like one free t-shirt like oh who cares and then all of a sudden about like 75 of these kids just started pummeling each other going up the hill and they're like rolling down the hill like jack and jill like doing melee fights all the way down <laughs> like all these kids are bloodied up and they bring the beach ball it's torn in half and they bring it God. at the end of the song yeah. and then he's like oh i don't even know if i have that t-shirt <laughs> no i think you have a t-shirt no um anyway no, I would say it was actually a pretty cool moment. The the crowd found this like little kid that was like, I don't know, 10 or something. And they brought him up and gave him a piece of the ripped up beach ball. And he oh, brought it to right. me on stage. So I gave the kid a shirt and he was really, really stoked. So, yeah. So all the people that were bloody didn't get much... shit. And the, yeah. the kid that was just standing there, like, oh, please, sir, can I have a t shirt? Yeah. That's right. <laughs> I was just surprised the amount of violence people would go through for like a $6 shirt. It was, it was oh, impressive. Yeah. I've said the same thing for years. I'm like, people go absolutely ape shit for t-shirts. I just don't get it. Like, like you can go down to the store and get a t-shirt for like five bucks. It's not that hard. Like, so yeah, I was trying to think of another day. one, Pat. We were, so the funny thing is, Isaac, we're, we keep talking about, cause we have this like history, but it's so old. It's like, God, 20 something years ago. And yeah. like, I have a bad memory. So like a lot of the times these stories come up and Pat's like, don't you remember this happened? I'm like, no. So it's like, yeah. I'm relearning all these stories, but were you talking the other day, Pat, about a fight that broke out? during one of our sets and like in the middle of our set and like huge brawl. Now I have no recollection of this and I don't know why, but we had, did we stop or? Yeah, we had to stop. Cause the, the bouncer made us stop. Cause they were like kicking their, beating the guy's head in. It was awful. Oh, okay. Well, that's, Anyways, he doesn't... oh, that's not good. That's, no, so that's not <laughs> that's a good not a funny story. Yeah. Oh, don't, funny. don't go to a handheld show and gang. Yeah, yeah. Somebody. <laughs> yeah. No, our shows are typically not that violent. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get the beach ball and get beat up. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. Question number four. I assume from songs like Old Timers and Double Double DUI that you guys either one or all of you played hockey or still play hockey. Um, knowing that you guys are obviously near Toronto and in the Ontario area, I'm going to assume that you guys may be Maple Leafs fans. Is that correct? Let's go, Leafs. You assume this correctly. Is the year. Yeah. This okay. is the year. Yeah. This okay. year. Year. So. so two questions part of this question who's your favorite leaf of all time and why doesn't canada know how to pluralize the goddamn word leaf <laughs> that's a good that's question so good oh boy yeah, you want to go first no go you go i know you have somebody oh it's there's just so many it's it's very hard to pick i mean we'd almost have to say tim horton for his brief stint there but no it's got to be wendell clark all the way hardest slap shot could fight anybody Take it for the team. He's my hero, Wendell, all the way. Yeah. Okay. He was mm -hmm. great. I, I was a huge, like, I was a big fan of Ty Domi because he was, like, the little spark. Domi. Guy. The yeah, knockout and he, king. And he still does a lot of, like, hilarious commercials and things like that uh, in the, in our area. So Huge head. Huge really head. good head. 
Yeah. So is that is that kind of like why you're like in the song Old Timers? You you sing about be, basically beating up old people in the the new league that you're in because you're a Ty Domi fan. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you're like, I'm gonna go out here and I'm gonna be the Ty Domi of this league. They're gonna get the shit kicked out of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, I'm not a hockey player. Pat is. Craig is. Uh, I don't think Rick played. But anyway, um, but one of the things big Leaf fans, Pat was like one of these guys that, I mean, I like Pat's parents are great people, but Pat was not a great hockey player, but his parents thought he were, he was, and they would make him always go to like rep, like try to get on the rep teams and all the stuff. And I would always be booking these shows and I'm like, Pat, you can't play hockey this weekend because we got, we got to go to this, like we're driving around and we're going to play a couple of shows. He was like, I got to go play hockey. And I was like, you said, yeah, I got to go play against the Brantford Whalers to yeah. people, man. <laughs> and so he missed a lot of like pretty good shows sometimes because Pat had to play hockey, but whatever. yeah. Yeah. It's kind of ingrained in our blood up here. I mean, um, I, I, I'm kind of a, a, a unusual one up here cause I'd never played, but uh, yeah. I do of course love the Leafs and I'm hate. Them. Yeah. I grew up in the, obviously just like you guys, uh, I didn't really fancy going back to learn so much about the hockey when I was like first watching it back in the nineties. Um, but I did really like the nineties Leafs teams with like Matt Sundin, Gary, oh, Ryan, was the best. Curtis Joseph, all yep. those guys were freaking awesome. In my opinion, my Go buddy who's, who's a Leafs fan as well. He's his favorite goalie of all time. He played goalie. His favorite goalie of all time is Curtis Joseph. So a lot, of, nice. a lot of Leafs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now we got the Vegas golden Knights. We kicked the shit out of most teams. We didn't make the playoffs yep. last year, but, yeah. uh, We'll get back. Love hopefully. your team. I should I should have brought my hat down. I'm actually a big. That's my second team. My goal, my dream in life is Leafs and Vegas in the finals. That's what I want. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and of course, that first through. that first year was epic when you guys yeah. picked up all those guys. Yeah. And if the goddamn no. Montreal Canadiens didn't somehow curse uh, uh, on Mark Andre Fleury, we probably would have made the next uh, one too. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> all right. So I know this movie wasn't based in Canada. But knowing that you guys do hail from the land of syrup, be honest. Have you guys ever tried to do a maple syrup cu- chugging contest like they do in the movie Super Troopers? <laughs> we have not. I, I've never. I've. That's that a big miss that we have. Things, but I don't think I've ever fully chugged it from the bottle. Second part of the question. Would you be willing to do it if I ask you to? Oh, sure. <laughs> let's go. All right. I asked you before we started if you guys have maple syrup in your house, so let's get that maple syrup. All right. I'm going. <laughs> and while we're waiting for the maple syrup challenge to start, I just want to take a brief moment to mention that a Canadian tragedy by handheld will be available by the links below this episode. You can go check out their music. You can actually order a vinyl. You can do whatever you want. You can go check out some of their music videos. Great album. Check out our beauty album. Um, yeah, so we'll see how long it takes them to actually come back and do this maple syrup challenge, and we'll kind of judge it by how much each one of them has and how much they throw up afterwards. <laughs> Andy's back with his maple syrup. Pure, pure maple syrup. Oh, that's that's the expensive stuff. That's like twenty dollars a bottle right there. Actually, this one I think is more like uh, this is like grocery store kind of stuff. Okay. Um, there's a little town near us that has like a maple syrup festival every year. And that's where you get like the good quality stuff. Gotcha. Elmira. It's uh, all right. How how full is that out of the amount of ounces? Do you think it's half full? Where's Pat at? Uh, he's he's not back. So so it's I would say it's less than half full. 
Okay, so it's totally full. Yes, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. This is bad. I've got like that we're out of the grocery store brand. This is like this is like an $80 bottle. This was like <laughs> <laughs> this is like a it was a gift. It's you didn't pay whiskey, for it then. So it's a whiskey oh, barrel. Oh. Hopefully it's yeah, alcoholic. Gonna, then you get really trashed after this. Yeah, I have oh, the grocery man. store one, Pat, but mine's like I haven't even opened it yet. Let me see yours. You see it? Oh, it's it's, like, it's it's in the non it's in the non-transparent jug, right? Correct. Yes. Okay, well that's good. You get some bonus points for that. I gotta I gotta like peel some wax off here. This is gonna be hurry it up. Let's go. I've already plugged your album and you guys should <laughs> okay, I got it. I got it. All right, so this is gonna make internet history here. Um <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna seem like such a douchebag. I have an $80 bottle of maple syrup. Is <laughs> it got like a cork in it? Oh yeah. Yeah, no, like this. I'm not kidding. This is from the Alora Mill. All right, cheers, Pat. All right. Three, cheers. two, one, start chugging. Oh, this is disgusting. <laughs> oh, Pat's out. He's tapping. And he's gonna finish the bottle. <laughs> This is whiskey age. <laughs> Ooh, really good aftertaste, but man, I lost. How far did you get? No. <laughs> he got like a thimble of, of, of syrup down. His wife was probably like, don't you go chugging that thing on my uh, on your interview. <laughs> oh, oh. Well. Now, have a, here's a question that the Americans may not know. Tell me, is your syrup light, amber, or dark? Because that makes a difference. Uh, well, generally at the store, they're dark. But okay. if you get like the high quality one, they're kind of in between. It's like an amber. But I, I want to know what Andy's chugging because that makes a difference for the chug. Um, that's like, that's, like, that's like doing a shot of tequila versus like a shot of, you know, watered down white cloth. Yeah. Well, I like my claws. <laughs> this one, I yeah, can't really tell. It's, it doesn't it's have any alcohol in it. not a dark one. Like, it's pretty runny. Yeah. <laughs> well, we have an undisputed Canadian maple syrup chugging champion, and that's Andy Dietrich from the band Handheld. <laughs> Bam. There you go. Pat's going to send you over a championship belt any day now. <laughs> that's right. I will proudly wear yeah. it. We can have a redo on the stage sometime, Patrick, if you want to do that. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure you know, chugging a big bottle of maple syrup right before you play drums at, at 220 is uh, oh yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll, he'll be great for like the first two songs, and then it'll be so like wasted from the sugar come down, then he'll be like, yeah, oh, it'll be like, like, the like a hummingbird <laughs> sugar come. <laughs> like, you got it. He's like, Why can't we just play things at 60 beats, guys? Just today only. <laughs> no. All right. Well, oh, I want great. to thank Andy and Pat for stepping into the spotlight and answering these hot seat questions and taking the maple syrup chugging contest challenge. Guys, make sure to go to the show notes below this episode for links to the music and watch our full podcast interview as well. Until we see you for the next episode, guys, rock on.